0: Come in. Well, wow. all right. Here we go. Hey, thanks for stopping by for another one of my uh, short vignettes on how I do stuff as a uh, blind person. And by the way, I am your host Keith from the Quest for Truth podcast. And uh, some people ask me that, uh, how do I how do I do stuff uh, being somebody who is blind? Uh, well, today uh, I wanted to kind of talk about reading the Bible and uh, some computer topics as we go. Uh, I know there's a lot of folks uh, who will insist you must read the Bible by holding a print copy in your little hand, staring at the words with your eyeballs and processing it through your uh, brain housing group there. And I would agree, except how do you do that if you can't see the print? I can hold the Bible, and I can hold it up to a page, and I can flip through pages. Hey, uh, I, I would love to be able to do that uh, as I study the Word, but I can't. And you may say, oh, well, hey, Keith, there's Braille out there. Well, here's the thing is, uh, I may mention mentioned before, uh, I've, I learned how to read Braille uh, within months of being officially told that I was legally blind took me about two months to get to grade one, another two months to get to grade two. Uh, so I know how to read it. Uh, but <laughs> uh, over the years, uh, some roughly 10 or 12 years after I had learned it, uh, for one thing, I wasn't reading it super fast. Because you can only read it one one finger on one letter at a time, or one cell at a time. With contractions, you can actually read more than one letter. That uh, speed things up. Uh, But it wasn't super fast. And when you think of all the volumes of things that I formerly uh, would read, and even today read, uh, Braille just doesn't cut it. You can say, oh, but they have Braille Bibles. Well, that's true. Have you ever seen a Braille Bible? I actually had, I think, two or three of them that I uh, inherited whenever my aunt had passed away. King James Version, uh, a, I think it was the NIV Version, it was put out by the uh, uh, the Lutherans there, the Concordia Press in St. Louis. Uh, one entire Bible, if you imagine a, uh, a bookshelf, typically about five feet tall, four feet wide, it takes up one complete shelf, and about half of the other. Uh, you can't hold that in your hand. You just can't flip through. You just can't uh, look up a cross-reference by flipping a few pages. Of course, a, a, a serious, say a, a pastor who is seriously uh, studying, they may have two or three Bibles open on their desk at the same time. Well, um, you're, talking, you're not talking a little uh, a Bible you can hold in your hand that may be Measure uh you know four inches by uh, six or seven inches you're talking about a volume that is like eleven by eleven size page uh so you're talking about tomes that are like a legal library have you ever seen legal books in a legal library <laughs> huge uh, in in one volume. It may have all four Gospels. Uh, then the next volume may go from uh, Acts through I think around Galatians. and you have one that goes from uh, Ephesians through I forget where. Because <laughs> it takes four volumes just for the New Testament. Imagine how how thin your New Testament is if you find Matthew to the end. It may be a, a half an inch, a three quarters of one inch. So now you have a half of a shelf just about, uh, just with the New Testament. Bulky, clunky, cumbersome. Great for home use. It's not something that you would carry to and fro to church. Uh, uh, and I would try, uh, I would try, uh, like in Sunday school class, you know what your lesson's going to be. I would grab that volume to study Hosea this week. Hosea well, is manageable. It's the size of uh, it might be an inch thick or so, <laughs> and your Bible is only what it's a few chapters, but it's an inch thick, eleven page, eleven inch by eleven inch page in Braille, and I would try to take that, and then they would throw me the monkey wrench and and study something different that week and say, oh well, not only did I bring the wrong part of the Bible, uh, I didn't have a chance to study it. Thank you very much, um, and so it's not. Very flexible, uh, I'll say. Uh, in my case, uh, in, uh, an extra monkey wrench is, oh, roughly about five or so years into the blindness. I noticed that my feet uh, didn't feel right. I had neuropathy begin to start there. And as it would turn out, it would spread up my to my ankles and up my calves. <laughs> uh, so not good. And I thought, well, that's bad, but I'll, I'll be doing good as long as it doesn't hit my hands. Well, guess what? It hit my hands. And so about oh, a good 15 years into it or so, I noticed, you know, I can't feel. I, I, I would always take Braille notes and Braille index cards and phone numbers. I was begin to feel, feel like you know I, I should wanna feel this maybe i'm i I'm, I'm just not concentrating um, you you if you wash your hands plus some hand lotion you can usually read it better let's having trouble with that, and so a little more time goes on, it's like you know I just can't i I just can't feel the dots anymore, and so yeah uh, but a tangible paper copy of anything uh, is just as inaccessible to me as it may as well be print on paper so when people out there uh, and i know my fellow podcasters who do bible podcasts insist thou must have a paper bible in thine hands or you're not reading the bible audio bibles don't count i'm sorry i beg to differ with you Uh, audio bibles are very legitimate and uh, they're you can study with them just as much uh, there are some nuances that you don't get with a audio Bible, for example, spelling and punctuation, capital letters for example, <laughs> Old Testament read the word lord, okay, is it all caps Lord is it uppercase l lowercase o r d is it all lowercase l o r d you lose that nuance, which is annoying to me. This is why I like Bibles that actually use the names. Of God in the Old Testament, like uh, it doesn't matter to me if it's Jehovah or Yahweh, as long as I use something like that, at least I'll know what the intent of the writing is. Uh, but yeah, uh, p- pl- please stop disparaging audio Bibles out there, podcasters. Please stop doing that. Uh, here's another reason why you know how long we've had print Bibles that we can carry uh, in our own little, grubby little hands? Collectively, in history, maybe about five or six hundred years, something like that—six or seven hundred years—since the beginning of the printing press, which I think was in what the 1300s or 1400s. But for the previous 13, 1400 years before that, and even for a long time after that, uh, you didn't read the Scripture. You did not lay your eyeballs on the page to read it your rabbi did your teacher did your orator in front of the church did you only were able to read scripture if you went to the church service the 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 gathering Uh, and your main way of processing scripture was through your ears not through your eyes and brain cavity So, uh, to me, audio Bible is coming full circle on the way that people used and processed the Word of God uh, from ages gone by. Uh, So please stop disparaging audio Bibles out there. Uh, People who do that, uh, at least acknowledge that they serve an excellent purpose. Uh, I know not everybody is blind, (laughs) And it's probably the last thing on your mind when you start insisting you must have a paper Bible. Uh, but uh, there are people with reading disabilities, people with dyslexia who have trouble reading. In fact, if you uh, research it and you ta- the Talking Book Library system, it will actually say uh, for visually impaired, blind, and reading disabled. That means you can see fine. 20-20 vision, you just have dyslexia and you have trouble reading. And so audio format for books is an excellent way to keep up the speed on all of your reading needs. And again, granted, you don't get the spelling uh, mix. You don't get the punctuation. And with that said, let me jump onto my computer real quick and I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, demonstrate something really fast because like, again blind, blind people use computers with a computer voice and you're about to hear a computer voice Theophilos. to move to an item press I the an alt tab and I American my, standard Bible nas Re- only edit use your reading it seems kind of loud so if I do a uh, Windows. Windows B. system tray. Google Drive. I'm in my system tray. i go up to my sound. System clo- system tray speaker slash headphones. Forty percent, yeah. So uh, press space bar. H- enter. Enter. Speaker. And I'm gonna to arrow to the left about yeah uh, thirty per cent. Twenty six percent. That's what thirty. Twenty eight twenty-eight per, thirty percent. There we go. So I that's re I just re- Redid my volume really quick there. So let me do Alt-Tab again, get back on my Bible. Theophilos Theophilos is actually actually kind of an old Bible program now. Uh, It came out during the days of Windows 95, but it still works. It still works great. It's a free Bible platform. When you download it, you get uh, the King James, the Matthew Henry, Uh, There's a dictionary, Hitchcock's Dictionary, and uh, it has some very powerful note-taking tools uh, built into it. It's amazingly powerful for being free. Uh, Of course, uh, there's more robust uh, programs out there, uh, logos and eSword project varieties. Uh, More about those later, but not today. Uh, but fortunately, because I have this, I'm going to just uh, make my computer do a command for saying line in my, in my screen-reading software. Daniel 1, 1 in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of... arrow down. Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. All right. And, uh, of course, uh, let's say I want to learn how to spell this word here. Babylon. Uh, now, there's a command on my keyboard. I just hit uh, insert uh, 5 on the number pad. Babylon. Now, if I double tap the 5, Babylon. B-A-B-Y-L-O-N. there you go. And you heard it say B, a little upper, higher pitch. It tells me it's an uppercase. The word said B instead of B. <laughs> It'd be a lowercase. So, that's a quick way how you can uh, get in there and learn how to Read something, and if you're curious about the way a word is spelled, you can just jump to it. uh, uh, Control right arrow jumps forward by word. C A T O. It's still spelling. Jerusalem. There we go. And besieged it. Period. See, it even gets the punctuation. So uh, there's a form of the audio Bible right there. It's actually digital. Uh, which is why computers are an in- invaluable prosthetic for a blind person. Computers and iPhones and that kind of thing, it's uh, granted to the vast majority of people, they're uh, mind-numbing, brain-sucking, <laughs> time-consuming devices. To me, uh, they are invaluable uh, to read and study. Uh, take away my iPhone, and you might as well just... Uh, take away my entire library and pencils and papers and make me sit in the corner and stare at the wall because unless you're going to read books to me, (laughs) there's nothing else for me to do. Uh, So there's a couple things real fast on reading the Bible and why uh, granted Braille is a good alternate, but it's not an ideal alternate. Uh, And uh, stop disparaging audio Bibles, people. They serve a valuable purpose. So, um, with that said, I, I know you, hey, I, I've been taking up too much of your time. I, I need to let you go. So, hey, stop by again. We'll talk about some more stuff. Uh, let me know if you have some questions more about how I use my computer, as you just heard, or, or reading a Bible, or uh, just ways I get stuff done as a blind person. So, hey, thanks again for stopping by. See you next time. Oh, and and don't uh, forget to stop by uh, life-truth.com and check out uh, the rest of the podcast work that I do there. Well, good night. We've had a wonderful time. Good night, everybody. Good Good night. Good night. Party. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever told them they knew how to entertain?